All right, welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans, we bring you Michigan football each and every week. And it has been rather the highlight of spring for Michigan football fans because we are just coming off of the spring game this past weekend. A lot can be said and will be said, but before we do... Uh, it's been a while. It seems like we pick it up and we put it back down, but I do kind of want to get back to Craig, something that we've put off for a little while. Uh, trivia? Nope. We haven't yeah. done rock moment of the week for a while, man. Yeah. Nothing. Rock moment of the week, man. Rock. Yeah. And actually yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm not leaving up for debate actually. Because um, I actually have something that I wanted to talk about because I know you want to talk about and let people know that there's something special going on in your life. Yep. Uh, So I don't know if you know what direction this is going in, but... No. You might know more about me than I do. It's Mystery Science Theater 3000. That's right. It has returned. Yeah, one of my favorite shows. Yeah, that was, uh, I I always got the uh, stories from you about that was your uh, thing in college. Yeah, it got me through college, man. Yeah. Maybe, uh, Maybe a couple beers and staying up drawing and... Watching Mystery Science Theater, man. And laughing and spitting up the beer. So, yeah, it's kind of all part of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I was actually having a conversation with uh, our friend Brandon a little bit about it. And I thought I watched more of the old Mystery Science Theater 3000 uh, yeah. than I think that I actually did. Because Netflix first released the old uh, episodes. Yeah. And I watched the some best. of them. And They're the best ones. Well, I I didn't remember it, and I didn't I didn't I don't know if it was just not feeling the nostalgia and everything, but uh, I didn't have that connection. Uh, yeah. I am pleased with the uh, new version. I think it does a pretty good job. I didn't know how much it would change it, but I saw that you had a few comments about it, so I wanted you to share your thoughts before we move along. Well, the new one's not bad. I mean, I'm gonna give it. Uh, trust me, I've had I had a quite a few crack ups where I was laughing pretty hard where I was crying. But um the beginning was very slow. I thought this is gonna be a disaster. It's not very good. You know, I'm trying to get used to the guy's voice a little bit and one of the it, one of the robots has a new voice. So I'm a little bit freaked out about that. But um as the movie went and how bad it went, they they picked it up and they were very spot on with funny and timing. It's all about timing, too. You got to know when to start and, and throw that out there, the little dig, and then when to pull it, you know, and then pause and then do another one. To, so you so your audience can catch their breath from laughing. If you're throwing too many out there at once, then, you know, you're going to miss quite a few of them. So, but uh, I, I actually kind of liked it. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I was good instead, you know. Really good. So you know what I do like about it, and I'll kind of warn the audience is the reason they did it again is because they actually throw in a lot of things that that they didn't have in the '90s. So a lot of references to a lot of the things that we have now 
uh, like uh, photo bombs, you know, things like that. You know, they, we didn't have photo bombs back then. Um, the selfies, things like that. They use they use in this uh, move in the show, which is pretty cool and which is pretty funny. So, yeah, there was something they mentioned that. Um, shoot, I realized that they wouldn't have referenced in the original episodes because it was something I guess you would label as contemporary or modern. Now I can't yeah. remember what it was, but uh, before we wrap this up, just for those of you who don't know, it's on Netflix, Mystery Science Theater three thousand, and it's. These guys who basically watch those bad, cheesy, old movies, and they do what anybody does with their friends and basically talk and make fun of it while they're watching it. Yeah. Uh, and so it's it's pretty entertaining. It's definitely a uh, an acquired taste, so it's not for yeah, everybody. It is. I trust my wife sits back next to me, and she'll crack up a few times, but she just looks, she laughs at me because <laughs> I laugh so hard, and she just sits there and goes... She knows that she's not into it as me. I just die. I can't stop laughing sometimes. I'm just all all the time chuckling. And then my kids laugh their heads off. And then my wife just kind of sits there. She does that roll your eyes and just kind of like shake your head like this is so like silly. Yeah. Well, my my (laughs) wife didn't last really at all. (laughs) She didn't. No, it was like a couple minutes and she's just like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> Tapping out, done. And I was like, oh, that's good. Come on, we, you got to be some women. So, you know, I know my, my uh, sister-in-law loves it. So. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah. Yeah, so if you haven't checked that out, uh, Craig highly recommends it. I think it's pretty good. And like we said, some of you will probably like it. Some of you. Yeah, uh, it's a good show. Check it out. Yeah. He did that show. His, um, his cousin lived down with, right next to me I uh, in an apartment building. So, or in the same place so we get become pretty good friends so oh yeah i remember uh, you talking about that yeah so and mike took over later on after joel dropped out mike did a really good job of coming in and and uh taking over so and we'll see how this what's his name jonah i think his name's jonah we'll see how he does so yeah Interesting so far. So uh, not to keep anybody waiting, we'll go ahead and move along here and actually uh, keep the conversation driving towards uh, football and the spring game here. So don't go anywhere. Uh, We will bring that up right now. about to punch my computer in the face it keeps throwing messages at me and throwing me off I'm like getting ready for the next part and then it's beeping at me making me think that something's going wrong but anyways it's all good we're okay um but yes to uh to get on to the Michigan football conversation and Craig you were able to go to the spring game I was not uh before we actually talk about the game itself uh did you Run into anybody? How was actually being able to go there when the weather was actually bearable for a spring game? No, oh, w- weather was beautiful. I, it really was, and I was like excited, um, packed everywhere, everywhere you want to go. I mean, we had what over fifty thousand uh, people at the at the stadium. You know, and I I don't understand how they're able to judge how many people were there. They just take a guess. I don't know. I, when I was there at the last one that I went to, I thought they had people at each gate. Um, okay. Maybe with counters. It, 
that's why I thought I saw. So I'm not entirely sure because yeah. I know that they aren't taking tickets or anything, but they have right. a system. Right. Okay. Well, that's good. So we we are able to get uh, one of the sidelines and able to get to like the fourth row up. That's about you know we got pretty close. So, um, but uh, yeah, that was great seats, great weather, great time. Uh, fans are great. Um, the weather was wonderful and pretty good packed house. I mean, it wasn't Ohio State packed, but uh, in Ohio State you had to pay what five bucks to get in. Yeah. So, so, I mean, yeah, that's a pretty dang good turnout for Ohio State. You even had to pay, and I don't think they even tackled in that game. So, yeah, uh, pay for a two-hand touch game. There was a lot of talk about that. It was uh, it was interesting yeah. to see people's takes on that. I would, and that'd be kind of an interesting conversation to have, and probably not to take too long on it. But if Michigan charged for a spring game, would you go? Me? Yeah. Yeah. I'd go. Yep. How how much? Like at at what point are you like? Eh, no, I I wouldn't go if they charged me that much. I'd pay ten. I'd pay ten. Okay, I uh, I was having a conversation with somebody about it, and I was just like, I'd pay a couple bucks. I mean, I understand that they have people there, and they have a lot of, like they have security and all the people who have to be there that day to make sure uh, everything runs smoothly. And I can't remember if they have a couple concessions open or not or whatever. But I was just like, I'd pay a couple bucks. Five yeah. bucks, I'd be kind of like, eh, you know. Um, ten bucks, you get a, you, I get an autograph, man. Yeah, yeah. Ten, if you're paying ten bucks, you definitely wanna wanna be able to try to leave there with something signed or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, make it make it a little bit more worth your time. But yeah, I do, I do like that. It's not, there isn't a fee or tickets or anything with it right now. So we'll see. I can't remember what other schools or how many. Charged. See, I'm always wondering. I mean, what are your take on you know why? Why is Ohio State? I mean, the obviously Ohio State fans and are they going to say, well, we have the better fans than you, Michigan? You don't. Okay, we have a bigger stadium than you, and that's not true. It's more about you know what is it about spring games that doesn't bring out the Michigan fans more than the Ohio State fans? I mean. It's a little strange to me. So I, you know, I know they beca- they came in fourth place as far as like, attendance in the spring games, just behind Clemson. And I'm like, okay, Clemson just won a national championship, so I get that, you know. And then you got second place was Nebraska, and I went, wow, Nebraska, they're not even that great. Well, but there's probably. There ain't nobody in Nebraska. <laughs> I was gonna say there's probably not a whole lot else going right. on out in Nebraska. <laughs> Yeah. But. I said if Michigan was like, you know what I said? Um, let me let me throw a theory out at you, okay? And we'll see your reaction. Do you think I, I I mentioned it to a guy at work, and he said, yeah, it might be a case. Do you think there's not as many Michigan fans going because it's so spread out? We have a lot of Michigan fans all over the country, and that the very fact is there's a lot of Michigan State fans too taking away from that going to the spring game. What do you think? What do you mean by taking away from that? Well, like for instance, Ohio state, that that's oh, all. That's the, that's the big, okay. I see. You know yeah. what I mean? Nobody's going, Oh yeah. Cincinnati's taking. I think you know, that, I think that's a decent point um, to bring up that we have, we're in a state where there's two big 10 schools, um, two uh, large division one football programs. Mm. I I think that's a valid point. 
because uh, it it always does surprise me how the area that I live in, which is north of Ann Arbor and Lansing, is saturated. Well, I mean, I guess part of it kind of makes sense because so many people get into Michigan State, but it's saturated with so many Michigan State fans. So they That's... are everywhere. Right. So, That's yeah, I, I think that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, so anybody else have any ideas on why? That would be good to hear. So. Yeah, that would be interesting for sure. But to get into more of the exciting things, the things that we were looking forward to, to the actual play on the field, mm-hmm. and I'll probably uh, lead things off with you, Craig, since you were able to be there, and I was actually hoping to watch. I watched the whole spring game. I was hoping to rewatch it uh twice or something like that but i was only able to watch it all the way through once um but i did get something new uh where did it go for hot takes here before i hand it over to you craig there it is yeah so, Craig, uh, put your clothes back on. Gosh, uh, dang it, man. I knew you'd get too into that. Man, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Getting, uh, getting a little, stuff. throwing a few more things there on the soundboard. I'm, as uh, things are slowing down with my workload uh, for my job, I'm able to tweak a little bit more with the show. So a few more sounds there for you yeah. before we uh, hand it over to you, Craig, to give your hot take. I don't know. I, I we got to find a new different word than that because everybody uses hot take. But uh, your first and initial thoughts, Craig, from this past Saturday. Well, um, I will say that uh, we have one heck of a defensive line. Um, I will say that. I'll, I mean, that's going to be our weapon. I think that's we uh, just given on – Watching that that line, watching people like Rashawn Gary in the very beginning, he yeah, you know he was pretty much all over the field, and you know he didn't play very much. But man, he was on it. I think he had a couple tackles and a, and a sack, and and then you had uh, Moan and Winovich, which was he was he he balled out, did great. Man, he was pass. Um, uh, rushing the pa- uh, passer all game. In fact, he was, uh, which brings me to my other point on Runyon, he was just schooling Runyon on how to pass block and getting past him and hitting him. But, uh, I, you know, I guess I, w- I want to say if I could have an MVP of the game, if I could say one guy that I could take away from this game that I've said, I was impressed. I was watching him making sure that because they they had the biggest shoes to fill and that is um uh Kali Cutson at uh Viper at that uh at linebacker position and see what he could do and man I'm telling you he he's the real deal everybody and he uh he's literally take filling over you know he's got to fill uh Pepper's shoes and man did he ball out he was hitting he was all over the field he had a couple tackles and a sack and a pass breakup and uh man he 
and he laid out a corn on that uh, two-yard conversion, you could hear it on the whole stadium. And then everybody just goes, oh, man, what a hit. And it was one hell of a hit. Even I was like, oh, man, that might have laid out a corn for the year. But uh, it tells you what kind of player he wants to be. It tells you what kind of baller he wants to be. And it says, hey, you know what? Jabril might be great, but I'm going to make you – Forget about that guy for for now, <laughs> and that's that was great to see. Um, but yeah, he was one of the guy, and I'm you know you and I are, we're gonna obviously I'm gonna get your take on the game and whatever, but we're gonna get into the other positions and stuff. But uh, he was my dude of the day, I guess you, as you could say, and and looking at some of the Twitter stuff. But uh, but yeah, Khalid Cutson was awesome. Oh yeah, Don, Don Brown's uh, yeah, Don Brown's tune of the day. Yes, yeah. yeah well, uh, for sure, defense always looks good, and I mean that appears to be not um, not saying that the offense coaching the offensive coaching staff is not on the same level as the defensive side of the ball, but right. I mean you've got the wizard, the Doctor Blitz, and Don Brown. But also, it has just been what I would almost say kind of like an overhaul with defense. And it's we've been spoiled, and hopefully we get spoiled for a long time because uh, if anybody is bothered by the fact that the offense seems to be or too overly bothered, I guess I should say, by the fact that the defense always seems to be way ahead of the offense, go back to when we had Rich Rod and then – tell me that you're annoyed by the defense because back then we had no defense. So this is always nice to see. And uh, it was great to watch them. Uh, But yeah, so many good things have been said uh, about Jamark Woods and there is that potential for younger players to step in right away and get playing time. So, uh, I mean, obviously, fall is a long time away, which everybody unfortunately realizes. But there are those good things from it where it will give him some time. Um, and hopefully I would anticipate that he'd be 100% by then. And maybe we'll see some things early on in uh, playing time for him. Yeah, and St. Juiced had a great game. I mean, he did. He. I hope I'm saying his last name right. But uh he was great. He was so tall, man. He was um, covering uh, Tariq Black at the end towards the second half. And, man, that guy's tall and lanky. He's, he reminds me of Jamar Woods quite a bit, you know. Uh, can run really well. He's got good coverage and, and plenty of size to pick. And I think uh, Juiced had an interception in that game, didn't he? Um, so he played really, really well. So I think we're – you know, I think you might be on to something where – to me, it looks like just based on what I saw from the spring game that we're not going to be. I thought the secondary would be a lot of big question marks, but it seemed like they did a really, really good job of covering, you know, Tariq Black and and Donovan Peoples Jones and some of those other guys, and did a pretty good job in doing that. Yeah, yeah. It, it's then I always have to say this. I know that most people think of it, but it's always mentioned. We always look forward to the spring game because we feel like we're going to learn so much more, and we do learn many things from it. But then there's also so much that we don't learn because you don't have really the 
starting defensive line going against the starting offensive line. I mean, you have pretty close, but um, they're going to move some people around. It's not the final setup yet. So it's not, and that, you know, that's a good point. You're right. I mean, you know, if we want to get on the offensive side of the ball, we just say, you know, they didn't, they didn't, it was a mix. And you know what? The very fact is we didn't have a roster at the last moment. They just, they didn't give us one. They didn't tell you who's going to be at starter. And that tells you what Jim Harbaugh was doing. He was throwing, he was mixing everything up and seeing who can do what. And even I had a hard time competing. I was, I really had a tough time going, all right, who's that in now? I mean, that's how much they were bringing guys in and out all the time. So, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, Definitely a lot going on, a lot to take away from it. Um, so, yeah, just keep that in mind, though, because it's not like it was, like I said, the starting defensive line against the starting offensive line. There were good things to take away from it, but there are definitely still a lot of holes that will be yeah. um, left kind of unanswered until ball picks up in the fall. But to mention, to kind of move along, uh, I guess kind of keeping with the idea of freshmen or younger players starting or getting playing time early. A lot of potential for things in the wide receiver tight end area. Yeah. And I'll go ahead and ask you this, Craig, Mm -hmm. from what you watched Saturday, would you, you gotta pick one. Who would you take Donovan people's Jones or would you take Tariq black? Wow. Uh, I, I, it's tough to say because you, you, it's a question you really can't answer. And, you know, sorry, I can't because the very fact is this off, this offensive line had a really tough time blocking. I mean, just I know it was a mix. Of you, you didn't have your, you know, our, our starting offensive line is going to be Mason Cole, Bredesen, and Kugler at center. And then maybe running at right tackle. And then obviously Ruiz is going to move, you know, probably move in and out with Kugler. So, you know, those two interchange at center, but, uh, and that's a really pretty good offensive line. And hopefully they do a really, really good job. But, um, during that game, I, I really had a hard time figuring out what to do because the, what you're talking about Tariq black had a better day than Don with people Jones, just based on the fact is every play seemed to be five yards throwing, <laughs> I mean, there was there was a few balls thrown down the field on the on the side line, but they were overthrown and just thrown and double covered. Um, I think the only prettiest ball was Peters throwing that um, really nice ball. I think it was like something over forty yard throw. It was a really nice one, but uh, Donald Peoples Jones just didn't have it. He really didn't. I was watching him closely too because I really wanted to see him do something. But you know what? He 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 doesn't play in that position to do that. And Tariq Black did, and he had a better day. So uh, I'd take I'd take Donald Peoples Jones just based on what this line can do, and later on what what he'll be able to do. But but like you said, I mean, it comes down to quarterback play. If you got a you got a guy that can you know has a good touch on the ball, can throw the ball long and throw the long ball, I'll take Peoples Jones. But um, you know, on a slot like a quick slant, whatever, it looks like Treat Black did a very good job of doing that. So. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that uh, on their different capabilities, and I think both of them can do both uh, interchangeably. But um, 
I'm had my own kind of take on it, and I am with you where it's kind of like you don't really want to pick one, or it's just really tough to pick one because, yeah, you did see that where Tariq Black appeared to have a better day than Peoples Jones, um, and not not saying that one is evidently already right now better than the other, but again, going back to some of the things that you have to keep in mind with the spring game. And I think you saw it with Peoples Jones, or at least I did on one of the plays. Um, they some of them aren't kind of giving a hundred percent because while you're still out there and you're doing things and you're going through the motions, you, you nobody wants to get hurt. Now, of course, sometimes there's that danger of where you open yourself to possibility of injury by not giving it a hundred percent. But anyways, um, you. There was the one reception that Peoples-Jones got where he was doing a shallow uh, crossing route, Mm -hmm. and uh, he caught the ball relatively kind of in stride. It was a a little bit behind him, so he wasn't able to go fast, but it appeared like he wasn't running the route as fast as he could. Um, Right. Okay. Which is which is fine. So there are just some of those things, too, where you kind of pick up on it where it's just like, oh, well, in – in an actual in-game experience, it might be a little bit different. So I do agree with you completely, though. It's really too early to tell, but I was interested to hear what your take was before I mentioned it. Well, definitely so. every time, most of the time when Spate would hike the ball, he was looking uh, towards the center of the field. And that's what he was doing. He wasn't looking to the sidelines hardly at all in every play. I mean, he was looking tight ends and cross patterns. And that's what you mostly saw in that game. That's why you saw five-yard passes to eight yards. There was really no downfield passes, and you know. But um, but yeah, I mean, I think they're going to be great. I think our receivers are going to be really really good. I just um, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see what what Spade can do during that. So. Yeah, well, then that gets into the other part of the conversation because on the other end of things, not the ones receiving the ball, but the one throwing the ball. Good grief, man. A ton of conversation coming out about the quarterback competition. And uh, so that's another thing, too, where it's just like it makes me think of it's the spring game. You know, how much you're first of all, like we said, it's not the starting offensive line versus starting defensive line. So some some of the quarterbacks were getting pressured more than they probably normally would Mm -hmm. because the offensive line wasn't uh, gelling all that well. But it's uh, there's a lot of talk and a lot of people already getting on the Brandon Peters train. Oh, yeah. So. And I know last year we we had our conversation around this time, around the spring game, but then also we even brought it up not too long before the season kicked off on who the starting quarterback was be going to be. And a lot of the talk last year was O'Corn, and it wound up being Spate. So, you know, coming out of this, I mean, from what you've already said, it sounds like you're, you're thinking that nothing's going to change away from Spate. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, yeah. Let me just say right now that um, plain and simple, even Spate would tell you if he was here, that Peters had a better day. He just did. He had a better game. He, he looked solid in his throwing. He planted his foot. He followed through. He was, uh, he had touch. 
a lot of touch on his throws. Uh, he looked more confident. He looked calm and cool and collected during the whole entire game he was in. Um, he didn't look shaken. Even after a pick six, it's like the dude has been playing at that position for Michigan for a long time. That's the demeanor of him looked like he was like, okay, you know what? Big deal. And he didn't look rattled as Spate did look rattled. He looked like he was off his game right from the beginning of the game. It looked like uh, as soon as the defensive line passed, just you know, blew through the offensive line at him. He looked like he was just like nervous the whole game. And I will, I will say this. I get why he was nervous because his offensive line was kind of weak. He's weaker than uh, Peter's. But let me tell you something. We got a seasoned quarterback here coming into Michigan, and you got guys. Yeah, you should be able, regardless of them being beat off the line, you should at least act and handle it like a seasoned quarterback like Spate. And he didn't, which concerns me. Now, the other part, I will say this during that game, and I don't know what the TV showed or not. I will sh- tell you, there were times where Spate did have five to six seconds to throw that ball, and he still looked bad. And that makes me go, wait a minute. This is times, it reminds me of the games last year where he had time to throw, and he just overthrew him or threw it way over, you know, uh, the right, the correct shoulder, but way out of reach, and you couldn't get to him. Um, or he just overthrows or throws it out of bounds. Look, I, I'm all for throwing it out of throwing it out of bounds. But when you got five to ten, you know, five seconds to throw, you better get in somebody's hands. And that's where I'm more concerned about his progressions. And we talked about that last year, didn't we? We said, hey, you know what? Spate has a little bit of issue with progressions. He goes to what Darbo and maybe Jake Butt, and that's about it. <laughs> and then he kind of moves around, and then. Um, it looks like he was looking for McDoom a little bit too much. Um, but, um, uh, yeah, I, Peters just looked very good. Um, do I think he'll win the job? No, I don't. I just think that I just think he makes it very, very interesting in these next practices coming up. And I think Michigan fans in a way kind of want to see Peters win this job because that just makes sure that that's how good Peters is playing. Yeah, and it can be a little deceiving again to say this is a spring game. But <clears throat> to talk about what you just mentioned about space progression, there was one specific play that I remember. Um, they were down, I don't know, maybe 10 yards out from the end zone. And Spate had protection. And I know that when you get that close and everything uh, with the how short the field is and everything, you need to um, get the pass off for certain routes in a certain amount of time because otherwise, you know, the receiver is going to be out of the end zone. But uh, there was one of them where he, as soon as the bike was, uh, the ball was snapped, he zoned right in. I think it was Tariq Black. I can't remember. But he zoned right in on a player on a receiver off to his left, the only receiver yep. over there. That's where he, we were, by the way, <laughs> we were sitting. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So he was there and he had time and he waited and he was watching and you, and he was just already determined that he was going to throw the ball there. It wasn't like mm-hmm. he glanced over there, then glanced to see if anything else was open or if he looked somewhere else first, because he 
evidently had the time because he was sitting there waiting to throw the ball. So if he looked up first to the other side of the field to see if anybody was wide open, and then he looked back at the left side of the field, no, he just focused in where one receiver was, and that, and he was already already determined that's where he was going to throw. And the player wasn't that open to where you no, he had was triple to do covered. That. He was triple well, covered. Yeah. Well, the play I was Glasgow. Uh, well, no, I the okay. one that I'm specifically talking about, I remember that there was only one player directly on him. There may have been another one, like, drop back in uh, safety position or something like that, but there was only one player directly on him. So, yeah, it was one-on-one coverage, but it was tight coverage. Okay. So you do see some of those problems still. You right. do have those concerns like we talked about last year with progression. So, um, And you're right, Peters had the better day than Spate did. Yeah. But – Something that was brought up that was interesting because it was kind of like a thought in the back of my head, but I'm not going to take credit for it because I definitely didn't say it this way. If anybody knows, uh, if I say it correctly, the Blockams on Twitter, he's the guy who does the Michigan cartoon, um, but he even said something along the lines of, Spate had a struggle for day uh, for the day, Peters had had an excellent performance, so going into spring slash summer with a quarterback battle, you know, Jim Harbaugh couldn't have scripted it any better. Yeah. You know, because yeah. you want the person who has a starting job to feel the pressure of somebody coming in on them, and you want the person behind them to be competing with them for that position. So I don't know if he was getting at believing that was actually scripted, or uh, or not, I just took it as, you know, that's an ideal situation where uh, Spate wasn't so bad that you would say there's no way that this guy should be the starter. Yeah. Um, but it definitely leaves that leaves that open, and everybody's already been talking about it, the quarterback battle moving forward. So that's always seems to be the conversation. Each well, and yeah, and, and, it's, and it certainly is interesting because, you know, and you're right. I mean, there's times where he's staring down, obviously, with the Glasgow 100-yard you know, interception. You know, the guy was triple covered. And you, and like I said, he looked at him, and I'm like, how, that's just a bad throw. I mean, how, he actually threw the guys that were double covered and triple, you know. And I was going, what are, you, what are you seeing that I'm not? Because those guys are covered. What are you doing? And I'm, that, that worries me. And um, those are the kind of passes I'm talking about, even the ones I said that he does have time, but he just he has a hard time with the progressions. And I was reading somewhere where, you know, and I think uh, someone was talking about Spate does sometimes, you know, he does go to uh, Peters sometimes as far as like um, to help, you know, calm himself and whatever, because Peters is just a calm quarterback. And that's what I'm wondering. I'm seeing a lot of the Michigan fans maybe leaning towards the Peters camp because of the very fact is we want a quarterback that can throw a pick six and forget about it. That can throw, you know, it happens. You know, you'll throw an interception, it happens. But what do you do afterwards really matters. And Peters handled himself great in that game as far as, hey, I threw a pick six. It was a bad pass. You know, I short-armed it and went right, you know, the corner and read that ball, and I won't do it again. And he actually, he did shake it off, didn't he? He literally waltzed down there, and he did a really good job of doing it. In fact, I don't think one, one, no plays in that game, I don't think uh, 
Spate move the ball down the field. I don't think he did once. I think they were based on turnovers that he was able to score and things like that. But I don't think he moved down from the, you know, the 25 to 30 down to the end zone. And I don't think once he did that, and that's concerning. I think we ran the ball really, really well. You know, given the fact is I think the blocking was much better with the running play, but as far as the passing play, it was terrible. It reminds me of last year, didn't it? Didn't we have pretty good blocking, but we couldn't block for passing at all? No, it was better blocking for passing. Passing, okay. Yeah. But uh, struggle for the running game because there weren't any holes for them to run through. Right. So, and, you know, and that's, you know, we do, do we have a quarterback controversy? I don't know about that. I don't know. A lot of fans want that. I even, you know, you and I, I even told you fact that I like to see a quarterback grow with receivers like Peters to grow with the incoming uh, receivers in this class and Peters be there. But, um, you know, I know Jim Harbaugh said that, Spate's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in this college football year. And, you know, that game he didn't. And if he's playing like that and he has that kind of like attitude as far as, you know, not and nervous, we're not going to win games that way. So um, it will be interesting to see what happens in these next practices, how Peters does. Um, um, But uh, yeah, I, I, you got you know you know Michigan fans man they just you know when you have a controversy they like it and it's at a key position so yeah well I find it a little interesting so so are you saying that there's a controversy because you're pretty sold because you were saying you were pretty sold on spate but with everything you just said it almost seems like you're saying that there is a controversy and that there is the question there no I think I what I think is going to happen I I don't think spate is done. I think Spate's going to know. I know he knows he had a bad game. I think he's going to come out much better. I think he's going to come out on these next practices and do better. I expect that of him. Uh, Michigan fan base expects that of him. Um, but if he doesn't, you know, obviously, you know, social network and Twitter and things like that, you know, word gets around that, you know, Hey, which one calls out of practice. And it looked like, you know, you know, we had we went through that a couple of years ago. We're hearing about you know, Spade and Rudock and things like that. But um, if we start hearing Peters, the rumors around Peters is actually having really really good practices, then yeah, I would say there would there will be a, a controversy. I mean, he just needs more practices under his belt in order to overtake Spade. That's all. So, or he needs game. He needs practices like that better than Spate to win it, but uh, I fully expect Spate to come out and do much better, though. Oh, yeah. I don't think anybody thinks that anything specifically changed from Saturday to now. Like, Monday morning came around, they're like, okay, Peters, you're now number one. I don't think anybody really anticipates that, Um, but there is the the door is open, and that's what they always claim to say. I will mention this, though, because you were talking about Spate bouncing back from a pick six. And I know it did look uh, pretty awful on Saturday, but you do have to remember that he was in the Ohio State game last year. He threw a pick six, and while he did not have his best performance, maybe, he he was one of those difference makers on why we almost won that game. 
because he was able to recover from that. I don't know if I would use the words bounce back because it maybe wasn't immediate, but he was able to keep us in that game and we got it. Uh, he got into overtime. So he is capable in, you know, one of the biggest games, uh, making some of the, uh, difference in those games. Uh, and he played in some, of the, some close ones between the Ohio state game and the Florida state game. So, um, to make mention something that I liked seeing that I'm really interested to kind of watch is, uh, Gentry was the first one to score, uh, in the spring game. And he, he looks big out there. God, dude, to see him that close up, he is a monster, man. Yeah. It's like in Twitter, people are like just toss it up to Gentry, and I'm like, they're absolutely right. That dude's a beast. He's a, he, he looks like he's seven foot. I know he's not, but he looks like he's seven foot and he's big. And it look, it really looked at the at the line of scrimmage. It looks like you almost want to hike it and just toss it up to him because <laughs> there's nobody be able to to like get it. He can just like reach up and get the ball and score. It, I actually wanted to see. I, heard, I, I know a few people are like, just lob it up the gentry, and I was like, yeah, I kind of want to see that too. So I want to see what the kid can do. Um, but yeah, he looked great. Eubanks looked pretty good, but um, you know they're going to have to do much more than that to you know to unseat Bunting and uh, Wheatley Jr. So yeah, and. Um... The, they're not just receiving uh, on the receiving end because they're also blocking. And one play that has been getting a lot of uh, notice, um, Nick Bumgarner, which I'm sure if anybody's a Michigan fan recognizes that name, with MLive um, snapped a, uh, part of the video from the spring game on uh, of a power play and uh, just the excellent blocking that uh, – was from that play for the offensive line, and uh, he broke it down really well. I can't remember everybody who's in there in the game, but just great blocking uh, on the power side of the ball and great huge vision. hole, huge yep. hole for the running back. And it was at least ten yards before the running back even had a player touch him. I think it was maybe even longer. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was just uh, really cool to see. And uh, it was nice that he highlighted that. I mean, I saw it during the game anyways, but to be able to go back to that clip and I've tweeted it out several times. um, So there, he had good things to say on his perception of the offensive line. I mean, because like we said, the the starting offensive line was not out there at one time. But there's a lot of promising things looking with that. So, I mean, uh, you t- running backs, if you you know, if you don't mind me sticking to that, but uh, I know that. Evans didn't, you know, he wasn't out there very much. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of things that we're, we're not going to yet see, and we weren't able to see in the spring game. Evans didn't play very much. He got a screen pass, and that was about it. But uh, Ty Isaac looked pretty good, but. Um, Kron Higdon, he got, you know, a lot of the carries. Hewlett did. I'm like, who's Hewlett? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, who's this kid? He, in fact, I was a little worried because I said, here we got people clamoring to get Kareem Walker out there, and we got Hewlett getting more touches. And then, obviously, Walker was able to get more touches in the third and fourth quarter. But uh, Hewlett looked pretty good. I, You know, I 
kind of ch- checking the chart going, what the heck? Where did this Hewlett kid come from? He did pretty good. And so, uh, But I will say we know what we're getting with Higdon, who's a workhorse to Evans. And obviously, Isaac did pretty good. But uh, I, one of the things I did like to see was uh, Kareem Walker. Yeah, often the one didn't do very good blocking too well at, at, when he was running the ball. But he really did a good job of like vision and his footwork did really, really well. I was really impressed by him. And I was hoping he would get the ball a little bit more. Um, but uh, he had one run that was taken back on a penalty, but uh, he literally dragged like two to three guys into the end zone. And, but uh, I, I would really kind of like to see him a little bit more used. Yeah. It, uh, the running game. I mean, another thing to mention, too, is don't forget, we don't have all the incoming freshmen yet. Yeah, that's right. Um, Because we only had the early enrollees in there for the spring game. Um, So there will still be more people coming, so that could be even uh, more changes with things. But, yeah, it was more evident during the spring game that is looking like a – Oh, what what do you want to say? A regime of running backs. It's going to be a group of running backs. It's not going to be a specific uh, running back. But that almost looks like just about every position because you're looking at the wide receivers too where, I mean, of course, it's early to tell with the spring game, but uh, it's probably going to be the team of wide receivers where maybe there isn't that one highlight receiver. I know that we had – Darbo one year and then Chesson the other year and then we had but the highlighted tight end yeah. uh for several years. So then we had, looks you know, yeah, well Crawford could do well this year, but McDoom, I you know, I don't know how bad his injury is. You know, that could take a hit if he misses a couple games, but I expect him to actually play because I heard he's doing a little bit better. Or he was in a walking boot, I heard some coming out of a place. That might not be that great, but you know, I heard it's just precautionary. So hopefully he'd get back on the you know field pretty soon. But uh, wish him best. But yeah, yeah. So uh, it's it's just looking like there's going to be a unit for each position because it's going to be several tight ends. I don't know if one will specifically separate itself. It definitely does not look like that. The running back position. Uh, same with the wide receivers. So it's. Uh, the offensive weapons looks like yeah. uh, there's going to be just a wide variety, which can easily be a good thing or possibly be uh, a detriment, but I think it'll probably do uh, more good than bad because then you have the opportunities to find the players that are just having uh, good games, but then also the ones where their play style works best against the team you're facing. So. Right. Uh, we saw a little bit of that last year, uh, speci- more specifically with the running back. So, but uh, before we kind of get to the end here with things, because uh, time's kind of winding down, final thoughts or anything? Uh, we can even spend some time, obviously, next episode uh, making mention of anything we forget or don't have time to get to. But any final thoughts? Um, final thoughts. I will say, as much as. A lot of people might be, you know, and I will say, you know, maybe we'll bring in, maybe we'll talk about this next 
on our next show about you know what are the what are the strengths and what are the weaknesses with this team that we see you know given the spring game i know i know it's just an exhibition game it doesn't you know it doesn't mean a whole lot it does a little bit kind of shows you what guys and what we need to work on which is great but uh um i think what it shows to me on is we're in good hands with spate goes down because of peters i think peters has won the second you know a quarterback job over a corn i mean and given what you're saying, obviously we thought a corner would win the job, and he didn't. So anything can happen with this team. Anything can happen with Jim Harbaugh with this team. He's moving pieces around. You can see that in this game. Um, he's not. I think what he's doing is seeing who can play up to potential and who can't. Um, uh, defensive line is going to be our, our strength. Obviously, Hurst, Moan, Gary, and Winovich. And then, gosh, you got Kemp coming in. You got and Aubrey Solomon and Ruben Jones. It's going to be crazy good. These guys are ballers. They're going to be awesome. Um, but uh, I do want to take a, just a moment just to say we have a really good kicker in Norton, man. He did really, really well. In fact, yeah. uh, he, he kicked some good balls against the uh i don't want to say against the wind but it was like hitting him not in the back but it was like on the side a little bit and he's able to hit what forget what that kick was 48 yards i think i think so yeah great kick um i don't think it was uh in the in the wind where he got a little bit of help i think it was towards the side but uh to actually nail that was a really good kick for him and he did really, really well. So I'm pretty pleased on him doing well and replacing Kenny Allen at that position. So, yeah, he uh, it definitely was windy that day, and the punting was okay. Norton didn't do any punting, did he? No, uh, I think uh, is he only a field goal? Yeah. Yep. He's only a field goal. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, I think because I think yeah, Will Hart did. I don't. Uh, Brad Robbins was he 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 was a walk on, but he he didn't. He wasn't dressed. So okay, he's the yeah. guy. He's going to be taken over. But uh, uh, yeah, I think Will Hart is the one that did that. So yeah, that's one thing to kind of watch because we were spoiled last year with yeah. the punting game. Yeah. So yeah. uh looks like the field goal kicking is in good hands and not saying that punting's bad uh looks awful or anything, but it could use some improvement. Yeah. So, we'll, so where do you see your takes from what's your take from the game? What you would you see from watching on T V? Oh man. Um well I mentioned a lot of it. Definitely I, I think that there's going to be uh, not major shakeups or anything, but I think that there's still a lot to come with the incoming freshmen who are not early enrollees. So I think that's going to help things out uh, even more when that comes through. I I think I'll stick with what we've kind of already talked about, and I think that there will be a lot going on with the Peter Spate situation. Oh, cool. Um, I not going to come out and say, oh, I know Peters is going to come out and win it, but it's uh, it, it, there's a decent feeling or thought in the back of my mind that we're going to go forward thinking spate and we're the same thing that happened last year is going to happen where almost kind of at the last minute, everyone's is going to be like, oh, nope, it's Peters and going to take it by a landslide and, 
you know, pick things up from there. So, so we'll watch it. We'll see. Um, it's definitely way too early to tell, but always plenty to be talking about with Michigan football. So uh, we'll go on here and get into some closing thoughts, though. So don't go away. Yes, so spring game in the books, and it was finally good weather for it. So I was uh, thankful that you didn't have to deal with that, but I was also bummed that I was able to make it because it was, of course, uh, Easter weekend. So, uh, But speaking of that, uh, hopefully you all had a good uh, holiday weekend. Hopefully you were able to have some time off for that. So if you do still have any... um, Thoughts about the spring game? We'll still take um, take your voicemails if you want to call in. That's five five one two five eight three two seven six. Easy to remember. Five five one blue bro. Or you could always contact us on Twitter and our email bluebrotherssportscast at gmail dot com. So yeah good times lots to be looking forward to lots to still talk about as uh the football team's gonna be getting ready for their Rome trip so yeah yeah when in Rome yes yep. when in Rome do as Jim Harbaugh would do I guess <laughs> attacking Rome with the enthusiasm unknown to man <laughs> yeah and seeing uh seeing the Pope apparently too yeah need to get out the gladiator on so but yeah these next keep um Keep everybody keep uh, your eye out for these next practices. Uh, I think always a QB competition is always a good competition, and I think it just strengthens our team even more. So, um, but yeah, I like you said it'll be really, really interesting. I think, like you were saying, also there's certain positions that are uh, locks, and there's certain positions, like you said, are going to be wide open. And it'll be interesting to see what happens when these next uh, practice happens and see what Pep can do, you know, with this offense. You know, that's why he was brought in. So, um, you know, I, I have full faith that he'll do really, really well. So, and he brings a new level of offense. So maybe a lot of guys are having a tough time, uh, you know, evolving into it, but they, they, they will. And, you know, sooner, sooner or later, we have a lot of time left, so. Yeah, for sure. So do you think uh, there's any chance that the uh, Pope calls Jim Harbaugh up and blesses him in front of <laughs> the crowd? Yeah, and then that'll be all over. <laughs> Media. It'll all, all be done. Undefeated season for 2017. Right. Everybody right. else hey, go home. Just you put you fill in the caption that most SEC or people are gonna hate him, right? Oh yeah. It was him with the Pope, you know, talking to him. You know, I could see it now. Who does Jim Harbaugh think he's God now? I mean, you know, it's oh, like gosh. he's trying to get his blessing or whatever to win. I mean yeah. I could <laughs> I can't imagine. I, I would just crack up laughing. So, <laughs> yeah. But we'll we'll see. I'm sure that there will be uh, plenty of stories and plenty of headlines uh, with that. So, uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in this week to the show. Uh, thanks for always listening. We hope you guys have a good rest of the week, and uh, 
we'll always finish off with Go Blue. Go Blue.